Binabati ko kayo mga kapatid sa pangalan ng ating Panginoong Heso Kristo sa pagpapatuloy ng ating pag-aaral sa ating Sunday School ng Paksang Christian Holiness. Tayo pa rin ay nasa bahagi na tumatalakay ng mga sagabal sa kabanalan at tayo ay nasa Paksang Worldly Conformity. Ilagay natin ito sa iba pa nating pinag-aralan na may ganun ding kinalaman na tinatawag kong contrary influences to holiness. Isinama natin dito ang popular errors, internal hindrances, adversarial forces, unbiblical thinking at narito na nga tayo sa worldly conformity. At dito ipinapaalala kong muli ang ibig nating sabihin ng worldly sapagkat world can have a neutral meaning, even a positive meaning in the scriptures to mean human habitation. Ngunit ang ginagamit natin ay patungkol sa uri ng pamumuhay na ayon sa values ng mundo. This is conscious or unconscious living by the values of the world and the world defined as the realm opposed to the rule of Christ. At dito ay sinasabi natin that ang tungkulin ng kristyano para maging banal siya is to consciously not conform to the world. It must be his deliberate choice not to conform to the world and the most explicit imperative on that is Romans 12 verse 2 and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed. There can be no transforming unless there is the ongoing process also of not being conformed. So now, conformity to the world may be unconscious and that is when the Christian is not realizing that his life is of worldly value. Ang mas tinututukan natin ay ang conscious conformity which involves knowing and living by worldly value which is a deliberate choice. So dito ang dalawang uri ay conscious and unconscious living by the values of the world. Pag sinabi natin unconscious conformity, it often is due to immaturity. However, when one is consciously conforming to the world, we can call that as disobedience. Now, ang tinitingnan natin ng mga usapin tungkol sa pagiging makamundo, itinulad ko sa isang iceberg na ang nasa ilalim, ang nakalubog, na malimit na hindi nakikita, ay ang worldly values. Ano ang mga pamantayan, mga pinahahalagahan ng mundo, at ang nasa ibabaw, yun ang mga anyo na nakikita natin at ang napag-aralan na natin dito ay acceptance of selfishness, Noong linggo lamang ay tinapos natin ang tolerance for coveting at ngayon ay titingnan natin ang ikatlo na immersion in amusement and then later in the future lesson ay titingnan natin ang dependence on government. So ito ang apat na usapin na mga anyo ng pagkamundo na maaaring hindi natin namamalayan. Tayo ngayon ay nasa bahagi ng tinatawag kong immersion in amusement. Nakalubog tayo ang lipunan, ang mundo ay lubog sa mga bagay ng kaaliwan. Ang mas tututukan ko bilang halimbawa ay ang tinatawag na the Gen Z age group. Ito ang pinakabatang generation na merong aktibong partisipasyon sa ating lipunan. Uh, by definition, although this definition or identity is quite Uh, fluid, maaring minsan mas mababa pa sa taon o mas mataas but I think it is safe to say that the average is the 20 year range between 95, 1995 and 2015 as the birth year of those who belong to the Gen Z age group. 
Now, they compose 30% of the global population. So, that is very significant. In the United States, they are 65 million in all uh, in the population. At ang ayon sa uh, pag-aaral, the distribution in terms of racial identity ay nariyan sa diagram na yan. Majority are white people but you have significant uh, part, uh, significant composition from other races as well. So, they compose of a significant, significant portion of the population. Now, the main characteristic of the Gen Z is that it is the generation born in the digital age. Marami sa atin na hindi kabilang dito sa mas uh, matagal na panahon, uh, hindi tayo pinanganak na merong computer or uh, gadgets na meron tayo ngayon. But the Gen Z population is that generation that was born in the digital age. So according to studies, 71% of teens, for example, spend 3 hours or more watching video daily. And then over 60% check YouTube once a day. And the Gen Z loves and prefers Instagram as the most preferred social media. Also, Gen Z considers social media as the major tool for communication and business. Eh, hindi ganyan yung mga mas matagal na panahon sa kanilang, na kanilang pinagsilangan ay hindi ganyan ang ating mentalidad. We want to buy something, we go to the store, but for the Gen Z, there is the convenience of social media as their major tool. So, social media has become the choice venue for serious connection as well as for Amusement. So, hindi natin agad uh, nilulundag sa conclusion na wala nang ginawa ang Gen Z kundi amusement but rather their serious connections as well as their amusements are drawn from the uh, digital media. And yet, one important point that I want to emphasize is that we must avoid stereotyping as hopelessly misdirected and spoiled the Gen Z generation uh, the Gen Z hindi ibig sabihin na nakita natin ang kanilang masyadong paggamit ng social media we do not stereotype hindi natin sasabihin na ganito lang talaga sila uh, they are misdirected and spoiled now the reality is many are how uh, because the Gen Z According to a UK lab research, has only 8-second attention span. Now, we're talking here of direct discourse, conversation, or uh, someone speaking in public. They have this 8-second attention span, and then it will want, their minds will wander away, and then refocus is necessary. So, makikita natin na madaling ang ma... Uh, maligaw ang kanilang landas o maligaw sa kanilang dapat na matutunan dahilan sa ganitong kaikli na attention span. Also, the major value of the Gen Z is freedom to express oneself. Na 
encounter na natin ito when we discussed acceptance of selfishness because of philosophies and trends of the past. Ang ibinungan niyan ay legitimacy and validity of self-expression of all kinds and we saw that in terms of it being selfish and one thing that the Bible tells us in Proverbs 29 verse 11, a fool vents all his feelings but a wise man holds them back. So in the past, people were taught not to vent their feelings, that is to just express themselves as long as that is their honest expression of self that already legitimizes the expression. No, we are we were taught in the past to restrain ourselves, restrain self-expression such as this courteous uh, language. Uh, pero ngayon, ang idea ay para maging honest ka, you can express yourself whatever it is that you are feeling. So, uh, the positive point that I want to say of the Gen Z is that it has the potential to make lasting positive impact on earth. And as a matter of fact, uh, those of us who belong to the group that influences people like the Gen Z age group, we must remember that we have no choice but to seek to influence them positively because they are the ones who will inherit whatever it is that uh, we are now uh, leading to do here on earth. Someday, the Gen Z age group uh, will be inheriting that. So let us remember that age group, this age group, can be influenced to hold permanent convictions. So although uh, vulnerable sila, uh, yet uh, we can use the very malleability of their thinking in order to be molded to hold certain uh, permanent shape of convictions. But we must understand that uh, it goes on the other side as well, that they can be vulnerable to wrong influences, but we can use that vulnerability or malleability is what I prefer to call it uh, in order to shape them in the right mold. Also this age group, and this is one negative factor we need to reckon with, is pandered by the leniency of the past generation. Masyadong pinalayaw ng kaluwagan ng nakalipas na inerasyon. Ang mga magulang natin siguro, mga magulang ng mga kabataan ngayon ay masyado ng maluwag sa kanilang pagpapalaki wala na yung klase ng disiplina na ating tinanggap mula sa ating mga magulang and that is a fact that we need to reckon with uh, the Gen Z age group is a pandered generation and somebody described the Gen Z as the most amused generation. Ito ang generasyon na pinaka-inaaliw, uh, namumuhay sa kaaliwan. So, Gen Z, which influences the rest of the other age groups, the Gen Z is characterized by fun-seeking. Uh, mahilig sila sa katuwaan, sa kaaliwan, and in fact, the preeminent goal for many of the Gen Z age group is to be happy. Now, I want to be clear, this by no means applies to every individual who belongs to this generation or age group. But uh, by and large, this is what has been brought out by studies that the Gen Z age group has this preeminent goal of becoming happy. So that brings us to our 
understanding and uh, proper weighing of amusement and why it is included in our discussion of worldliness. One thing that we must emphasize while I focused on the Gen Z, biblical thoughts apply to all. So not just to the Gen Z, but it is because the Gen Z is the most amused generation that I am focusing on them. But these thoughts apply to all issues uh, of fun and happiness or amusement. Here, we need to distinguish what is called happiness which we said is the goal of many of the Gen Z age group. Uh, they want to be happy, and there's nothing wrong with that as such, but we need to distinguish that from what the Bible calls joy, ang kasayahan at ang kagalakan. Happiness is from external stimuli. Yung nanggagaling sa labas, ang uh, nag-uudyok ng ating kasayahan. Maaring yan ay kumita ka, may tinanggap kang uh, pera o kapalit ng pera, maaring may nagbigay sa iyo ng regalo o ano pa mang mga kadahilan ng panlabas, uh, promotion sa trabaho, magandang project, uh, ano pa man yan, legitimate or otherwise, uh, something that is an external stimulus uh, makes you happy. That, what ha- that is what Happiness is. It depends on what is happening. Whereas joy, in terms of its Christian fruit of the Holy Spirit, is an inner grace. Ito ay panloob na biyaya at matagal nating pinag-aralan ng Galatians 5:22 and 23. Sa mga nakalipas na leksyon, we sorted out those graces identified as fruit of the Holy Spirit and makikita natin sa mga bunga ng Espiritu na ito ay mga bagay na panloob, hindi lamang panlabas. Kaya ang kinakalang bantayan natin ay huwag nating ikalito. So, when we fail to make the distinction, the result is confusion. And the confusion is to identify joy as happiness. And that is a grave mistake. Again, I will emphasize that happiness depends on happy circumstances. Again, nasa labas yan. Ganyan ang kasayahan. Whereas Christian joy, by definition, is the sense of gospel privilege. Yung na mamalayan mo ang pabor mo nang dahil sa ebanghelyo. Kung kaya nga't masasabi sa bagong tipan halimbawa, katulad ng James 1, 2, and 3, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So, hindi sinasabi rito magpakasaya ka. Dito may... Uh, timbang ang mga maling salin ng Biblia kung saan ang dapat na salin ay blessed o kaya ay joy ay ginagawa nilang happy and that is a, an, in, an, an inaccurate translation. Here, James is commanding his readers to have joy. Uh, he's not saying that they, they have to be happy when there are trials and afflictions in their lives, and because that would be unrealistic, even not human-like, if we just try to be happy when circumstances are grave. But this is a right command, that we are to still maintain joy, 
in whatever circumstances, including times of affliction. Why? Because we can maintain the sense of privilege even if circumstances are not happy ones. So that is why we can say that happiness cannot be commanded, whereas joy is a Christian duty in all situations. Yan ang pagkakaiba. Hindi mo maaaring utusan ng isang tao o kahit isang kristyano na mag maging masaya kung hindi masaya ang kanyang karanasan o ang kanyang kalagayan ngunit maari mong ibigay na tungkulin ng kristyano na panatalihin niya ang kagalakan na siyang nangangahulugan ng kamalayan ng pabor ng ibanghelyo sapagat mananatili yon kahit pa hindi masaya ang kapaligiran so pagdating sa amusement ay tingnan natin ang legitimate place for fun or amusement. Makikita natin to ng ihambing ni Apostol Pablo ang gawain sa ministeryo na itinulad niya sa isang kawal, sa isang magsasaka at yung isa niyang ginamit na paghahalintulad ay atleta. So, the soldier is a legitimate vocation. The farmer, of course, is a legitimate vocation. And if that is the case, then so will the athlete be a legitimate vocation. Now, kung isipin niyo, maybe for the athlete it is serious work. But remember that you cannot be an athlete unless you are in a spectator sports. And for the spectators, it is fun to watch. And Paul would not have used this as comparison and analogy to the ministry if fun is in itself wrong. So by the very fact that Paul uses the athletics as a legitimate analogy for ministerial labor shows that there is a place for that. It's like physical enjoyment. In physical enjoyment, we have food. Nag-enjoy tayo ng pagkain, hindi lang nagpapakabusog tayo dahil kailangan nating mabuhay. It is right for man to enjoy what he is eating. Well, in the same way, we need to have emotional enjoyment which is the place for fun. Itong sinabi ng Psalm 104, 14, and 15, He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate bringing forth food from the earth. Then, verse 15, Wine that gladdens human hearts, oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. So, it includes all forms of enjoyment, whether of the physical as well as of the emotional joy that a person experiences. Ito ay kinikilala na kaloob ng Diyos. So, the case or the place for fun or amusement is that it is for the purpose of being physically relaxing. Nakaka-relax sa atin at kailangan natin ng relaxation. Hindi naman puro trabaho, hindi puro kaseryosohan, kundi may mga panahon na merong panahon sa kaaliwan. And not only that, physically relaxing, it can be inwardly uplifting. Binanggit ko na yung emotional pause, emotional enjoyment, and of course, it is also intellectually uplifting. Gusto kong sinabi ni Albert Einstein na nasa inyong handout na 
creativity is intelligence having fun. At yan ang naibubunga ng pagkakaroon ng tamang puwang sa kaaliwan kahit pa ng isang seryoso sa kanyang gawain ay mas gumaganda pa nga ang kanyang gawain dahil nagbibigay puwang siya na magkaroon ng kaaliwan. So there is a legitimate place for that. So one thing that it is important for us to underscore is much of what we do for fun is a matter of liberty. So this is something to warn us, those who tend to count anything of fun as sinful, do not equate as sinful amusement what is one's liberty. Huwag mong ituring na makasalan ng kaaliwan ang isang bagay na nasa kalayaan ng isang tao o ng isang kristyano. Itong bagay ng Christian liberty ay ibinigay na pagtuturo ni Apostol Pablo. In Romans 14.6, he says, He observes the day, observes it to the Lord, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and give God thanks. And makikita natin dito, mukhang magkakontra yung lifestyle ng binabanggit dito ni Apostol Pablo, pero wala siyang sinasabi na ang isa lang ang gumagawa ng tama at ang isa ay gumagawa ng mali, kundi pareho silang tama. Ang isa na gustong i-enjoy ang isang araw, ang isa naman ay mas gustong gamitin niya sa seryosong bagay. The one does it for the Lord, the other just the same does it for the Lord, and there is no issue of sin. Now, that is what we call matter of liberty. At marami sa mga bagay ng kalayaan ng kristyano ay may kinalaman sa ginagamit natin na pangkaaliwan at sa makatwid, sinfulness is not in the physical equipment. Huwag mong ituring yung physical equipment ang ginagamit na in itself ay sin. May mga kilala akong ganyang kristyanong seryoso sila na magpakabanal pero iniisip nila na kapag na gumagamit ka ng mga kaaliwan na may gamit ng mga bagay para maaliw ka, iyon ay kasalanan. I know Christian people who are serious about holiness who think that TV as such is sin or gadgets. Eh, hindi kailangan. That is a physical thing and that is a, a wrong definition of sin to identify it with that which is physical and tangible. Sin is in the heart. Sin is your relationship with God, not in terms of what is physical matter or something that is tangible. And by the same token, sinfulness is not in the physical location. Again, there are Christians who think that this or that place in itself ay kasalanan. So the movie house in and of itself is a sinful place na mapapunta ka lang doon o manood ka ay isa ng kasalanan sapagkat nasa isa kang lugar ng kasalanan. Again, this is wrongly defining sin in terms of the physical and the material or in terms of the location. And this is wrong. It is a matter of liberty. But that said, I want to emphasize that while liberty is not sinful, it is subject to the rules of love. At ang pag-aralan natin to sa mga nakaraang leksyon din na 
malaya kang gawin ay basta mo gagawin kahit ikaw ay nakakatisod o maaring nakukompromiso ang iyong patutuo sa mata ng mga hindi mananampalataya at iba pang mga konsiderasyon. Uh, so there are rules of love which means that while you are free to do something, it may require you to exercise self-denial. But the thing itself, which is a matter of liberty, is not sinful. So when you use it without endangering the rules of love or violating the rules of love, then you may do so because there is a legitimate place for fun and amusement. Now, tingnan natin yung kabila. There can be a deliberate sin of fun and amusement when Apostle Peter described the life of his readers when they were still unconverted ang kanyang sinabi sa 1 Peter 4, 3 and 4 we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries itong revelries, yan yung mga fun activities drinking parties and abominable idolatries. In regard to this, they think strange, they think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. Kaya makikita natin, may pagbabago sa isang naligtas. May pagbabago maging sa paggamit niya ng dati ay basta-basta lamang siyang nakikisama sa mga bagay ng kaaliwan magkakaroon ng pagbabago. Now, here is where again, I come back to the Gen Z uh, because this age group is carried away by fun without a moral frame. Basta masaya sila, nakakaaliw, uh, kahit ano pa yung ginagawa nila sa pangaliw na yon ay hindi na nila isinasaalang-alang ang moralidad. And this is what makes it dangerous especially for the young people. And remember what James said in James 4 and verse 4. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So here is a case of the word world used in the way we defined it, the realm that is opposed to the rule of Christ. And if your kind of fun, like friendship, is something that makes you worldly in terms of opposition to the rule of Christ, then that becomes a moral issue uh, that makes fun sinful. So the sinfulness of amusement is measured by its worldliness. Ginagawa ka ba nitong makamundo? Uh, bibigyan ko kayo ng tatlong panukat sa masasabi nating ang kaaliwan ay nagiging makamundo. Uh, it steers the physical and worldly desires. And that means unrestrained fixi fixation uh, of the erotic. That should be on the erotic. Uh, kung masyado kang natututok sa isang kahalayan, yan ang sinabi ni Pedro na yung past unconverted life of Christians was one of lewdness, lust. Eh, marami sa mga uri ng kaaliwan ngayon ay mahalay at napakadali na gamitin ang mga available material of erotic content and if you are not watchful you may just be enjoying these things and you are drawn in your physical desire which is wrong and sinful 
and yet that is how many are spending their time in their kind of diversion in their kind of uh, fun and amusement it is erotic and it is wrong then another measure is when it shapes the mindset inwardly thinking so pagdating sa pag-iisip and that refers to uncritical acceptance of unbelief marami sa mga nasasagap mo sa mga panahon ng kaaliwan nanonood ka ng TV o gumagamit ka ng gadget ay maaring nagsasalita ng mga bagay na laban sa pananampalataya at maaring hindi mo hindi ito uh, nagpapalisto sa isip mo na dapat ay bantayan, dapat ay hindi tanggapin at kung basta lang enjoyment ang para sa iyo ay madali mong masagap ang hamon sa pananampalataya at ang ikatlong panukat ay it's ways the emotion to worldly feeling pag ang damdamin mo na ay makamundo and that would focus on undiscerning attraction to celebrities i have nothing against admiring uh, people who are admired by the world because of their talent whether in singing acting and other uh, matters that make us enjoy life but when it becomes an attraction that uh, does away with your moral structure, with your moral order, so that you can say, even though you admire the person's talent, his lifestyle or her relationships are immoral, eh, kung nawawala na yung ganong assessment, uh, nagiging makamundo ang yung paggamit ng kaaliwan na hindi mo na, na pag-iiba ang Tama lang hangaan, pero sa mga hinahangaan ay mga, may mga bagay na mali at makasalanan. At isang uh, hamon ito sa uri ng kaaliwan na ating ginagamit. Now, the warning I want to draw from this is about worship in many churches today. Worship ought to be serious. The worship atmosphere should be one of reverence and gravity. Unfortunately, worship in many churches today panders to fun and not to obedience. And it is a choice. Ang sinabi ng Panginoon sa Mark 7.7 ay you maintain the traditions of men and in the process you disregard the word of God, the commandments of God. So in worship, it is a choice. If you will just obey the commandments of God in worship, which a unacceptable worship should do, you will have to reject the entertainment ways of many kinds of worship done in churches today. When we worship, we worship not to entertain. We worship because we want to lift up the God of majesty and the God of grace who condescended to us in the person of His Son. So this is when amusement which has its place can become sinful so let me conclude by way of warning warning that is directed to all but especially to our youth sa mga kabataan natin because what is rejected in profession you profess faith and part of your professed faith is rejection of the sinful but what we reject 
as sinful by profession of faith, we may unknowingly and unconsciously absorb when we are in amusement. Kapag tayo ay nasa kaaliwan, ay maaring nasasagap natin. Ang ayaw natin sa ating inaangking pananampalataya, pero sinasagap natin sa panahon ng kaaliwan. So, dalawang sukatan uli ang gusto kong imungkahi, may iba pa, I'm sure, but these two will properly challenge us. Uh, what about the time spent in amusement? Ang panahon na ginugugol mo sa uh, kaaliwan. Uh, may sinabi ang sumulat ng Ecclesiastes sa mga pinili niyang katuturan ng buhay, wealth, at isa rito ay mirth or yung kasayahan. In Ecclesiastes 2, 1 and 2, I said in my heart, go to now, I will, I will prove thee with mirth, therefore enjoy pleasure. And behold, this also is vanity. Vanity here is not meaningless. Vanity means short-lived. It is so brief. And I said of laughter, it is mad. And of mirth, what does it? Uh, ibig sabihin ay kung wala na sa lugar, wala na sa tamang uh, paggamit nito, then it will prove itself to be vain and even mad. Uh, and then, remember sa New Testament, ang ibinili ni Apostol Pablo sa paggamit ng ating panahon, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. Because the days are evil. So, alam natin ang mga tao na masyadong ginugol, nahumaling, nalulung na sa mga bisyo at mga pangaliw. Siguro inaarinig yung balita na isang nanay ang nalulung sa isabong pati anak niya ipinagbili. And I'm sure man, there are many of such stories who by addiction to amusement, they are willing to do such uh, tragic and heinous things. Remember, amusement is for a meaningful pause, not the main occupation. Alimbawang may trabaho ka, pumunta ka sa iyong trabaho at mula, let's say, ang trabaho mo ay from 9 to 5 at from 9 to 12, ikaw ay uh, kumakain o kaya ay nagko-computer games. Tapos 12 to 1, nagtrabaho ka kung ano yung trabaho mo. And then back to 1 to 5, computer games uli, video games. Ay masisisante ka niyan sapagkat binaligtad mo. Ang dapat ay trabaho, 9 to 12, then 12 to 1, you have your lunch break and whatever it is that you want to do as a meaningful pause. And then after that pause, you have 1 to 5, trabaho uli. Uh, yan ang gamit ng amusement to take a break, a meaningful pause, not your occupation. So watch if you are too serious in terms of doing it like it is the most meaningful part of your life. It is just a pause, a meaningful pause. So yan ang isang bantayan natin. And then watch also the company you keep during amusement. And that means avoid doing your amusement with the wrong company. Ito yung warning ni Peter. And ang sinabi niya, commendation niya sa mga sinulatan niya ay, you no longer run with them. Do not run in terms of amusement with people who will lead you to sin. 
And also, if your amusements habitually, I'm not saying that there are no private amusements you can enjoy, but if habitually your amusements are without company, that also will make you vulnerable to temptations. Proverbs 18.1 makes it uh, clear. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Eh, ibig sabihin, pag nagsasarili ka lang, eh, dapat uh, mas madali ka na maging marupok sa mga pag-udyok uh, sa iyong mga maling hangarin at mal, uh, nawawala ang tama mong pagtitimbang. So, we are meant to have our enjoyment but make it such that a lot of your enjoyment is in the company of people who will enjoy the same thing uh, in a godly way. So, because the time of amusement is often our most unguarded moment, remember, it becomes easy entry for influence. Ayan ang panahon na madali tayong ma-influensya. Ito ang alam ng marami tungkol sa Gen Z, madaling ma-influensya, mahubog ang kanilang isip because they're, the, they're just there for fun and without any moral frame or unwatchful, this is what amusement can do. So, sana ay maging babala ito at ilagay natin ang ating sarili sa tamang pag-iisip. Ang tamang pag-iisip ay ang isipin natin, the Lord knows my human need for legitimate fun. And He has provided what I can enjoy righteously. Hindi tayo uh, pinagkaitan ng ika-aaliw natin, ang enjoyment natin. Ngunit dapat nating piliin ang magagawa natin ng matuwid. And ang tamang ugali na ibubunga nito ay because of the worldly element of present amusement, I must be guarded. Especially if I am Gen Z or I can influence the Gen Z, ay bantayan natin na hindi tayo na hahatak ng kamunduhan sa mga kaaliwa na uh, ginagamit natin. Ang maling pag-iisip bunga ng nananatiling kasalanan, ay isipin, too much seriousness is not good. So I will engage in as much fun as I can, suspending moral judgment. So again, gumagawa siya ng, sa sarili nito ay tamang pag-iisip na hindi nga naman tama na panay kaseryosohan. There is a place for fun, but his idea of fun is suspending moral judgment. So ang ugali niya, I will indulge in fun that will not spoil it with exercise of mind or discernment. And he asks, how can it be fun if I have to be mindful? Well, if you're not mindful, your fun can turn to sin. That's why. Kaya tang hamon ko sa lahat, I watch. Nasa pandemic tayo ngayon, but this pandemic has been here for so many generations and that is the pandemic of unseriousness. Not serious in the Christian life, not serious in worship, not serious in church life, not serious about the kingdom of God. And that is the pandemic of unseriousness and that is the result of so much immersion in amusement. Kaya ito ay hadlang sa pagpapakabanal at dapat nating bantayan. At sana ay maging hamon sa bawat isa sa atin na kung tayo ay seryoso sa ating pagpapakabanal, nararapat na tingnan natin ang mga impluensya sa atin at isang napakalakas na impluensya 
dahil yan ang panahon na hindi tayo mapagbantay ay anong kinaaliwan natin, anong ginagamit natin bilang pangaliw. At kung magbantay tayo riyan, tama na magkaroon tayo ng panahon ng kaaliwan, ngunit hindi makukompromiso ang ating kabanalan. At yan sana ang ating maging resolusyon sa usapin ng kaaliwan. Maraming salamat sa inyong pakikinig. Sana kayo ay nakinabang at muli uh, sumayin ang pag-ibig ng Ama, ang biyaya ng kanyang anak na si Yesu Kristo at ang pakikipisan ng banal na Espiritu.